One thing that was kind of reiterated during the Laughing Skull Festival was they're looking for people who can, you can put in a meeting, who have ideas, not necessarily just out of stand-up, but who you can sit down in a general meeting and they're not going to embarrass you. Like they can hold their own, they can talk, they can be personable, but also at the end of the day, raw talent is a huge thing, uh, but whether or not you're easy and pleasant to work with. What's up, Hot breath this is your host, comedian Joel Byers, and you know what time it is. Hot breath. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, hot brother and sister, and this is your weekly guide to comedy mastery, where I'm interviewing comedy's most influential players to teach you what you need to know about the know. Does that make sense? You'll find out. We have over 130 Hot Breath episodes for you to tune into and check out along the way. But today, I must say, is an interview we've been trying to lock down for a little while now, but all right on time. This gentleman runs the Laughing Skull Festival. He's the booker manager of the Laughing Skull here in Atlanta, one of the most prominent clubs in the country. He's also a hilarious comedian as well. You're in for a treat. You're going to learn a lot. There's a lot of funny stories. I appreciate you hanging out with us here on this one. Thank you for sharing your valuable time. So let's get into it. If you do enjoy this one, all I ask, request, just share it with somebody else you'd think would like to join the Hot breath Averse. So anyway, however that is for you, word of mouth, social media, leaving an iTunes review, it's all up to you as it rhymes right on times. So anyway... Here we go. Buckle up. It's time again. We're back. And there's only one thing left to do. And that is inhale a hot breath with Andrew George. What's your email address? <laughs> Him and um Gary, Gary both. Gary over at HL Comedy Theater. Mm-hmm. Like, I pretty much opened the interview with, like, so why don't you book me anymore? <laughs> <laughs> and then they're just backpedaling for an hour. Yeah, that's like, ah, I didn't book <laughs> I mean, I'm not really involved in that process anymore. Yeah, right. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, you know. I'm more of a figurehead. <laughs> <laughs> the face. It's really funny, though. That's, like, what this whole podcast has become. It's just like, why don't I get booked? <laughs> it's silly, though. That's not what this one is. This is not. This is not a ploy. <laughs> Ooh, we are official if I need to see how my hair looks I can just look at one of the 15 cameras <laughs> <laughs> me too are you all about your hair like do you all are you always kind of you gotta have an angle and mine's the one with hair <laughs> that's that you got mm-hmm. the yeah. everything else was taken I just started kind of I guess quote investing in your mm-hmm. hair and like getting an actual haircut that's yeah. not from it's so easy clips. to give a shit <laughs> yeah so then when, once you start investing actual money in your haircut mm-hmm. you are like oh well let me make sure it's a, yeah you know, it's right on so a little bit of product can go a long way yeah for sure mm-hmm. and then too much product can go is too far <laughs> real quick it's real <laughs> slippery slope <laughs> <laughs> I haven't posted one of my interviews yet, but one of them, it's like where you put too much and it's just totally slicked. Oh, yeah. And you don't realize it. We call that the Andrew George. <laughs> <laughs> and it has that gel look and not the natural look. Yeah. It's so tragic. Well, sometimes that is a look. Yeah, if you're in Jersey Shore, I guess. That's true. Or Andrew George. But or, you pull it off. Yeah, well, you just have to start with it and then people just think that's what you look like and then they're just yeah. used to it. You're, you're like a sex symbol, man. You're like... 
Throughout here, we got yes the, and no. <laughs> yes and no. Yes How and no. Mostly no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's your water, Ooh, too. Oh, I like it. I was just touching it because I was just like fiddling with things, but then I, I realized it's got your face on it. It's This is Fontis water. This is our sponsor. You got Fontis? Fa- yeah, you guys have Fontis. We got Fontis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll flex. You guys have them at the, in the green room, the big jugs. Yeah, but uh, Insider Seeker, don't drink that water. <laughs> don't drink the water? <laughs> don't drink that water. I've never cleaned that thing. <laughs> oh, do you not get new ones? You just fill No, no, up... we get new ones, but like the... Oh, the actual machine. Yeah. Oh. I'm just kidding. It's clean. But drink Fontis water. Yeah, yeah. But just not out of the laughing skull. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. If it's in the group, just go to the kitchen, grab some water. Out of the sink? Yeah, get some bathroom water. You you are though, man. You've like evolved because you've been at laughing skull, what, like six Have years? Have you already started? <laughs> Have we started? I hope not. I, was... I, hope, I mean, I'm recording audio. Are we? I'm just here? digging around. I'm about to start video in a second. I'm just. Oh, cool. Setting up some keys real quick. Ooh, setting up some keys because he's gonna telecast. Bye. Yo, Bye. we out here. Oh man. <laughs> so we shouldn't talk about how uh, how sexy you've gotten. Until we get video on you. <laughs> that was not my motivation. The, it, this, this podcast uh-huh. is about buttering you up and then being like, well, book me. Well, book me. It's true, though. What have you been doing, man? Like, you, you've you always run a lot, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or you've gotten into it more recently. Hot yoga. Hot yoga. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah. How often do you do that? Two or three times a week. Mm. You get real sweaty in there, you just drop all the water weight, and then you're too tired to eat afterwards. So you just... <laughs> You just go to sleep. <laughs> so just exercise and no food? Is that yeah. the regimen? <laughs> it turns out the whole time, diet and exercise. Who knew? <laughs> None of the books say that. <laughs> Everybody wants like this secret life hack. Yeah, it's just two things. Uh-huh. Eat less, move more. Boom. Mm-hmm. You should have been doing that. I thought about it. It's more of a pamphlet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how long have you been doing that? Six months? Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Just like consistently? Yeah. Go to Core Power Yoga in Midtown. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Don't tell them that I sent you because they don't know my name. So they'll just look at you stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, go to it. It's how, good. How long are the classes? An hour to an hour and a half. <sighs> yeah. You get real sweaty. You feel like you're going to die. It's a lot of fun. How hot is it in there? It's like 100 degrees. Yo. Yeah. Smells like crotch. Oh, I bet. <laughs> oh, 45 minutes in, you're like, I think this is what's going to kill me. Is <laughs> that stank coming up everyone else. <laughs> Do you still run a lot too? Yeah, I still run a marathon a year. I usually try to run like 20, 30 miles a week. Wow. Oh, like you're, so you'll do hot yoga some days and then run all the other. Yeah, I usually do like one or the other. Okay. For, yeah. So you schedule three days a week of exercise? Four, four or five. Four or five. Yeah. And then diet wise, what's your what's your discipline there? None. <laughs> oh, really? I eat like a third grader on death row. Still, it's yeah, terrible. I just eat an offensive amount of Nutella. Most of my <laughs> diet's fried. It's <laughs> my heart's gonna give out when I'm like 35. It's it can't be good in there. It's a mess. <laughs> it's just fried food and then constant movement. How old are you? 28. Okay, so but your I, metabolism is still intact for now. Kinda. <laughs> it's it's getting squirrely. <laughs> yeah, well, we're on the. I'm 30, mm-hmm. and I feel like 30 is the tipping point to where it's like, all right, all right, start. You had your fun with cereal. Let's Hangovers drink. are a whole day now. I, I I rarely drink anymore because of the after effect. Yeah, it's terrible. I black out so fast now. <laughs> yeah. I have like four drinks, and then just memories are gone. I'll just wake up in my bed, and be like, oof. 
Well, we got back here, I guess. Because you think you can still drink like you used to. Yeah, which was like an animal. Yes, I was a straight savage. Oh, my God. I went to college, so that just really set me up for addiction. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, GCSU, right? Yeah. Uh So, yeah, that's uh, where you go to learn how to drink. And then I just did that for until moments before this podcast started. Oh, you've been drinking today already? Not today, but. Oh, okay. I haven't had to drink in a few days. Hey! Congratulations, man. No, wait. Yeah, a couple days. Right. <laughs> Are the videos rolling? Yeah. Oh, we out here. Oh, wow. I, I just wanted to make sure before we... All this is staying in, though, Andrew. It we're is. We're keeping all of it Uh-oh. in. Uh-oh. Because everybody's going to go on the Andrew diet now. Yeah. Because you've been, like, melting away. Yeah. it's. Uh, I'd, I'd go for the you look sick look. I, w- I had that phase. Yeah. I went way on one extreme to where my family was like almost worried. They're like, is Joel okay? Yeah. I was like, I'm just <laughs> exercising a lot. I'm sorry. Also, people I'm remember bad. me as being fatter. So when they see me, they're like, something's wrong. And I'm like, no, I just have a fat personality. So once you leave me, if I'm not in the room and you recall memories about like a fun encounter we had, mm-hmm. in your head, I'm always fatter. <laughs> yeah, you had, a, you had a husky phase. Yeah. I used to be husky as well. Mm-hmm. The first... 27 years. <laughs> really? Oh, all the way up until... Up until were... moments ago. Um, yeah. What changed? I don't know. Just not yoga. <laughs> you just wanted to care. You just started caring. Just started caring. And then I was like, I should... There should be less of me. <laughs> <laughs> How has that affected your comedy? Not even a little bit. Um, hmm. uh, yeah, none. <laughs> I feel like when I, when I go... Cause I go through waves of like health mm-hmm. to where I'm like, yeah, I'm doing awesome for like a month and I'll just have yeah. a week where I just pretty much negate everything I did for that month. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I am on a healthy momentum run, my mm. comedy, it just, my overall productivity, my overall awareness, my overall performance, it all is heightened through that. Do you not yeah. feel that? No, I feel if anything, a little bit slower because I'll go in the green room and be like, Hey, these pants fit great. I can eat all of these rice. <laughs> And then I'll eat a whole fucking bucket of French fries and then I'll be on stage just really digesting and not even thinking about what stupid joke I'm talking about. I can't. Like, wow, there's a lot of hot sauce in me right now. Working at the Vortex, dude. Like, Oof, I gained I so much weight like the first year I was there. And then okay. I saw a picture one day. I was like, oh, let's get this under control. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's I before one show there, I ate the uh, the Elvis burger yeah it's like peanut butter and banana and like peanut butter fried banana and bacon yeah and i performing the whole time i was just like i'm only up here to delay me going to the bathroom actively trying not to shit your pants yes (laughs) actively Mm -hmm. like (laughs) that's every thought you have every movement is oh that was almost it (laughs) i'm pretty sure that's how i open the set is like if i don't shit while i'm up here Mm -hmm. then this is gonna be a good set yeah that's (laughs) there's yeah Back when the residency was like mostly headliners and you mm-hmm. got like your own individual tab when you're on the shows, everyone gained like 10 pounds that month because everyone's having a burger a night and they're uh, like, yeah, I'll have a couple of drinks. And yeah. you're like, oh, that's 4,000 calories you just downed. And you're just hanging out, just being you're sedentary. just chilling, sitting on a couch. Yeah, it, it got sloppy for a lot of people for a minute there. It must be cool to work at legitimately one of the coolest clubs in the country. It's real cool. You uh-huh. get to meet everyone. It's real nice. Yeah. It's very fun. And you climbed the ladder there. You yeah. You kind of went from an intern to now you're booking it and running the festival. Yeah. And... I was an unpaid intern for six months. And then one day they're like, you can run some shows. And then one thing led to another. And now, yeah, I do all this stuff. You're almost like, 
you you ha- kind of have both perspectives. You're you're a comedian, mm-hmm. but then you're also like you book comedians. Yeah, you're behind the wall. I'm peeking on both sides of the curtain. Yeah, what is it like? It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun and cool, and it's definitely uh, an angle into like the side door, mm-hmm. in a way. Um, but at the same time, it's hard to get like legit feedback sometimes because it's like, am I doing okay, or is it just like? I don't know. It's, it gets weird, but it's also very cool, and I wouldn't trade it for anything, but it's definitely weird sometimes. You kind of have to have your radar up on, like, okay, is this person just being nice Are they to just me? bullshitting me right now? Right. Or do they just, like, want some time? Or do they... Yeah, there's a lot of that, and a lot of... Did I get booked on the show because I'm doing okay on stage, <laughs> or just, like, are they trying to do, like, some swindly shit? Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and a lot of times people... Yeah, it's, it's very strange sometimes. You get people... You meet people when they have a wall up in a way because they know that I book the Laughing Skull shows. So, strange. What are some of the strangest kind of habits you've seen people have? Like around you and trying to get in. (laughs) It's weird when dudes are like nervous around me as if I were like a pretty girl. (laughs) 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 It's so strange. Just calm down. (laughs) They'll just be... Yeah. Hey, can I get some time? Yeah, a lot of that. And but a lot of times people get like real drunk at shows because it's what we're doing at shows. And they'll just come up and be like, hey, just book me. They'll just get drunk <laughs> and, and just say like, that. oh, that's not the move. Wow. <laughs> like, oh, what's your name? <laughs> yeah, what what are some of the most common mistakes you see comedians making in that world? Um email is where a lot of people make mistakes trying to get time boom. Um send, like someone I've never met before, they'd be like, hey, Blank Blankenstein gave me your name. Um, <laughs> not a real comic. Um, but like this person gave me your email. I'd love to get some stage time, and they won't say like when they're going to be in Atlanta. They won't give a video, and the person whose name they drop is like, "Hey, that guy." <laughs> what? <laughs> Ew, no, keep it moving. <laughs> like, be a little bit professional here, or like ask a couple questions. Uh-huh. A lot of that. Um, yeah, a lot of just asking for dates with no. Um, video at all it's like well who are you <laughs> okay so having a really out of time is crucial mm-hmm. that's a very important thing okay. um have you references in there and then like locally on a local level is like cornering someone like backstage like hey i'd love to get on a best of show it's like well you've done two open mics ever <laughs> and there's the only shows you've ever done uh-huh. so maybe not <laughs> have a little context when they approach yeah. you yeah and a lot of people just assume that like oh, i've done four shows i'm ready for like paid weekend work Mm -hmm. yes and no what's the best way to approach you or like how do they know when they're ready to even ask that question i don't know and that's such like a weird thing it's like it's it's hard to tell it's such a weird sliding scale it's different in every situation but most of the times if i see you at a show or at the upper mic at the laughing school or just at a show i'm at and you crush it odds are i can be like hey and like kind of talk to you about it so not necessarily don't ask me i'll ask you but kind of mm. for like your first time mm-hmm. but like other times like like you for example like if you send me your avails like oh yeah well i have this 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 available like a lot of people can do that but like if this is your first time ever getting booked for anything it's weird to assume that th- one of the only three clubs in town is gonna pay <laughs> you a bunch of money for like a saturday 8 p.m show it's like right get booked on some other shows around town first yeah, like yeah. maybe there's a, a step between open mic and saturday 8 p.m sold out show i think comics gets can get delusional in that sense mm-hmm. is where they think 
that they do well and it's mm-hmm. like they do well once and they're like, okay, I'm ready for the big leagues. I'd be like, why well, did Greta in this open mic? He's like, well, yeah, but this other guy has been doing it for 13 years. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So just mm-hmm. focus on maybe just getting good. Yeah, first. just get real good first. They're like, I've been doing stand up in this scene for four months. I'm not yeah, like, right. All right. <laughs> yeah. It's a big. It's a big. It's a big gap and big mm-hmm. lesson I had to learn is mm-hmm. just to. Not get too far ahead of yourself and just focus on being funny first. Yeah. And that kind of brings your opportunities. And sometimes, because every situation is different too, because sometimes people will have only done four or five shows, but they get comedy and they're hilarious and they will get weekend work. So they'll be like, well, they got it. And they've only been doing a month. It's like, well, yeah, but they're hilarious. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, but they're killing it. (laughs) And you have to be some kind of delusional to even want to do stand up. Mm -hmm. So in their own mind, they'd be like, well, I'm just as good as them. It's like, maybe. How important is even just being around, like hanging out at the Very club? important because, um, I mean, it's not the most important thing. The most important thing is can you make an audience laugh? And more importantly, can you make this paying audience laugh? Mm-hmm. Um, which is a lot different than an open mic in a bar show. Um, what was the question? I already forgot. <laughs> well, just how, like, one of the things I heard always coming up was oh, just hanging, out. hanging yeah, yeah. out at the club. Is yeah, because you have to be on whoever's booking that show's radar because there are... 400 people in the city trying to be comedians and if i don't see you for six months i might forget that you exist as a person Boom. and that's you're like oh yeah you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm like oh yeah because just i'm thinking about a thousand things right now yeah and i'm not just like going through my phone book like that's not how i book it's like oh yeah this person i'll just like see him i should be like oh yeah i'll hit them up tomorrow or something like that that's what I, i've interviewed every club owner in the city now mm-hmm. and the universal feedback on getting booked has been like it's never like there's never a personal vendetta never it's legitimately like two or three times but <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's two or three but no it's, it's not funny you not know, funny, there's no. a vendetta but there. yeah a lot of it is just i forgot that you exist yes exactly mm-hmm. so even if you're not on the show just hanging out a lot of times i see comedians be like i'm off of facebook off of instagram like oof that's a bad idea because i'm gonna because sometimes i'll see like a great instagram like oh yeah you're a person <laughs> <laughs> right oh you'll see him on social media yeah sometimes like oh yeah you're a hilarious comic i just haven't seen you at the club but yeah 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 come this sunday or whatever but if a comedian was to hang out at the club what's the etiquette there to not being like creepy maybe just don't corner me in the green room and ask for stage time that's definitely not the move oh, okay. um uh Hang out, but at the same time, don't be in the way, which is such a... Are the cops here? Is this a, is this a raid? <laughs> this was all you used to. I knew this Bonner was a room. setup. <laughs> <laughs> now it was 10 days ago. My blood team is clean, baby. Um, uh, <laughs> that was scary. Um, but yeah, just kind of be a normal person. Don't be an mm-hmm. asshole. Just, you know, be a person. Be cool. Be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Touching back on the email a little bit, is it? I cannot even imagine the emails you get at Laughing Skull because I host like a weekly show, like at a coffee shop. Yeah, someone did like a Facebook post, like, "Oh, I can't believe all these emails I'm getting from out on comics," and they book a monthly show. Like, oh. that is adorable, <laughs> sweetie. Oh, you want to see my inbox? <laughs> it is nuts. Oh, people will just call me. Mm-hmm. And I don't answer just random numbers anymore. But a few times I pick up like, yo, this Andrew, yo. And then people just like start doing bits to me. I was what? like, what is happening just right call and now? Go into their material. They'll just start and then be like, love to get some time. Like, <laughs> Who gave you this number? <laughs> a lot of that. I get a lot of like just cold text messages. Like, yo, check out my website. Like, no. <laughs> Even like see that introduction. Like people will send me. 
an email that's like, yo man, when can I get a spot? Or what's up? Let me, how, mm -hmm. what, when do I, when can I get on your show? It's legitimately like treat this like a business. Yeah. Hey Joel, I've heard great things about your show. I've been doing comedy. Da, 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 da. I would love the opportunity to perform on your show whenever you see me fit. There's yeah. a link. Like, be <laughs> professional. Yeah. A lot of times people do, like, here are my avails, and it's just the entire year. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? The entire year. Some people who I admire their persistence will send the same copy and pasted email to me. I won't reply, and it's the same email. There's one guy from New York. He's 15 deep right now, and I told myself if he gets to 25 and no replies, come on down, baby. Whoa, okay. I hope he's not listening. He might be. I was going to say, I hope he, he hears probably this. He's going to send 10 more what? immediately. Oh, man, it's the same video. Copy and paste. He'll just change, like, the adverb and, like, how he hopes I'm doing. Mm -hmm. How how often, when you get those emails, will you even check the video? Or is it almost just like... Well, oh, I always check the video. You always watch the video. I always video. watch the video. Yeah. Okay. Because I like comedy, too. And I like to see what everyone's doing. Uh -huh. um, I'll always watch the video. A lot of times, it's like, that's the one you're sending? Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. And sometimes, I'll be like, oh, great video. And then they'll show up and be like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, that was your grad show. Yeah. <laughs> that was the yeah. only good set you I'm like, oh, you're murdering. And then you'll come and do like... Either way, different material or like the same material, but like bad. <laughs> that, yeah, but you kind of learn to navigate through that. And that doesn't happen as often now because you kind of go by references and whether or not you know this person already. Yeah. But for a minute there, it was kind of sloppy. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, the, you know, I've done over 130 of these. And a big note I've learned from people is most of your opportunities are going to come from your network. Like the people Definitely. you know, it's going to be references. Yeah, which is... Um, a big reason why I do the Laughing Skull Comedy Festival mm -hmm. and work with that because I have I know people in every different city now all over the country in every different stand-up scene so I can like oh I'm in Denver tonight let me see if I know anyone in Denver yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm in town this next week hook a boy up you're, you're plugged in <laughs> plugged in you're it's a nice. gatekeeper Andrew oh I hate that word am I gonna get a Jezebel <laughs> article about me now <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no paste that was uh, i shouldn't talk shit anyway <laughs> i don't know what happened with that neither do i anyway is there something with comedy <laughs> yeah some uh someone posted an article in paste about a gatekeeper in the Atlanta stand-up scene and outed john michael bond as like a gatekeeper because he used to book the 1am and then it created a big stink and i was like oof good thing they didn't know how to spell my name <laughs> whoa i mean Ugh. there's got to be a system in place you got to have a you got to have mm. a levy yeah. To like hold up all this like flow of dude, like for my never mind, I can't tell that story. No, <laughs> no, why not? No, I can tell the story. So <laughs> I'll be vague though. Um, someone came in with like an automated system of like how to book like like music venues, and he was like kind of pitching it to like the laughing school, like, yeah, just comics will like go in, they'll submit their veils, and then this algorithm will figure it out. And we're just like, no, what? that's not how it works. I was like, you can't automate this. I was like, no. And then the, the people presenting it got real mad at me because mm -hmm. I was just like shooting their idea down. And obviously that's not a thing that we do now. So <laughs> an algorithm. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you just plug in like whether it's an A comic, B comic, C comic. And then it's like it's such a weird system. I was like, no, it has to be. You, you have, have to, to create cool. a show. And yeah, yeah you have to form a show. Order. And yeah. And yeah, there's people a touch to it understand that too even mm. just the lineup of a show yeah, is so important you may not even fit that lineup yeah yeah exactly because if it what if it's a headliner and then it's people click the right things and now you have a show that doesn't fit tonally at all like you have three filthy comics and then emo phillips 
Like mm-hmm. that's a weird show. You can't have that. So how how do you try to organize your lineups? For showcases, the best of Atlanta comedy showcases, just whoever's doing well. Um, it's a mix of regulars. There's always a few new people in the mix. Um, just a mix of what Atlanta has to offer, uh, which is great comedy. Awesome comedy. And then for the headliner shows, a lot of times they'll request a feature or a host or bring someone with them. And if not, I'll just get someone local who fits tonally with that performer. Okay. So if you were, say, a Kyle Kinane fan, you're going to want his openers to kind of have that same kind of, not style exactly, but feel to where you're going to enjoy the host, you're going to enjoy everyone throughout the show. Kind of on the the same palette, but like an appetizer. Yeah, and everything fits together and like, oh, I enjoyed that whole show. Right. And a lot of times, um, whoever's resident that month will also kind of fit with those headliners as well. Oh, you kind of map that out in a way. How too, you yeah. pick residents, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, they'll go good with these three headliners. Huh. So that helps as well. A lot of math involved. A lot of math. Yeah. Even beyond, It's not an algorithm, but there is a lot There's of There's a, a weird science pieces. to it, yeah. A lot to think about. And then also you have to think, like, is this lineup going to get screenshotted and now I'm going to get in trouble because it's a bunch of straight white dudes? <laughs> <laughs> Can't be having that, too. But yeah, there's a lot of things to think about. I just went to uh, the Stand Up Live uh, Huntsville Club. Mm-hmm. I think it is called Stand Up Live yep. Huntsville. Yeah, I, I'm running on like three hours of sleep right now. We oh, were nice. just one of those like Mess. back and forth. And then I've just been jazzed for this sh- sh- interview, so man. Excited. I've just been <laughs> excited. But it is, Laughing Skull kind of has like a culture, like the club, and that's why it works. Have you been to that club yet in Huntsville? Yeah. It's awesome the great staff is cool i like all the circus shit they have around it's a very well run machine mm-hmm. like the operation was very efficiently run yeah and i feel like that's a big thing a lot of clubs and maybe comics should understand as well is if they're approaching some place like the laughing skull is like have context this is not some c room comedy club yeah this is legitimately like one of the most highly touted clubs in the country <laughs> right here in atlanta yeah a lot of times people come and just like goof around with like real like loosey-goosey alternative style like long-form stories that don't really have a point at all and it's like what are we doing yeah it's gonna <laughs> be a punchline yeah everybody. they got yeah set up punchline premise payoff come on now <laughs> <laughs> will you look at comedians differently if you see their their tape and it's mm-hmm. and it's a, it's like a five minute set that's great and then they do the same thing no, because if, that, if that's their tape, then that's probably a good representation of what they're doing. Okay. So no, I don't judge them on that. Okay, you look like you're about to say something else. No, I thought you were going to ask a different question, and I was going to answer that what one. What was going to be the answer? <laughs> um, I thought you were going to say, do you look at comics differently if like they're not good at comedy? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> that's the thing that me and Bob Place talk about is comedy is the only art form where if you're bad at it we don't like you as a person <laughs> like no one's like oh Frank is a good guy but he can't juggle for shit so fuck that guy that's not bad. <laughs> but like oh Frank he's like he volunteers at his church he uh, adopted 17 children raised them all he, all his money goes to scholarships for underprivileged youth but he can't tell a dick joke for shit. So fuck that he guy. He just doesn't. He just he's not good on stage. So like he can't premise? hang out. Right. <laughs> what is the only thing like? You know, like oh, he's not very good on acoustic guitar. So ugh, <laughs> just don't answer his calls. <laughs> I interviewed Neil Nunda on here, who's like mm-hmm. out in L.A. and books a bunch of stuff. And that's that was his sentiment on here when I interviewed him. Mm-hmm. He was just like, 
he'll meet someone, but until he sees him perform, he's like, uh, do I like you yet? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, probably because stand up's like a representation of who you are inside. And exactly. then if that comes on stage, like, oh, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like f- who you are inside. <laughs> I don't feel like I know someone until I see them on stage. Yeah. I don't even really like to talk to someone until I've seen them on stage. Yeah. Because it's one thing for them to be like, you have to do a comedy this long and I write every day and da-da. it's like, well, let me, let me, let see. me see what it's all about. Let's, you know, yeah. See the results here. And a part of it is too, someone brought up was that, uh, after sets, you always want to go up to your friends and be like, how was that? And you don't want to be like, Hey friend, please lie to me real quick. Right. And your friend doesn't want to be like, oof, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's that element of it too. Stand up's a weird one. Yeah, I love it though. I love it. It's I such a it. such an abusive relationship. I know, and you've been doing it since you were like fourteen. It's right? the only thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> you did like a talent show, right? Yeah, I did a talent show in eighth grade, and then I was like, "Oh, this is my shit." Mm-hmm. I did impress this girl, and then that didn't work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, "I'm gonna keep on this, doing the stand up thing." How'd the show go? Great, because everyone else was also fourteen. Right. So they were like, "This is stand up, I guess." <laughs> Where was it? Like the gymnasium or lunchroom? In the lunchroom. Yeah. Open mic style. Open mic. (laughs) The sun was out. The lights were on. It was great. (laughs) How long did you do? Probably four minutes and no real jokes. (laughs) What What would you do? Like, what was an example of something you did? I don't even remember. It was so bad. I was just like, this is like a pep rally, but something. I don't remember. It wasn't good. They laughed. Of recognition. They. They, I would pause. They would laugh. Mm -hmm. So you know, it worked. And then when did you do it again after that? And then in high school, I hosted all the talent shows. Cool. Because they're like, oh, well, this kid knows how to talk into a microphone. Um, so then I just did that. And then I did, no one's listening to this, right? Right. I did improv in college. <laughs> 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 and then after college, I moved up uh, as an intern to the Laughing Skull. And then the rest is history. You interned at Star 94 for the I also interned at Star 94, but then I got a little bit fired. And then... um, For what? (laughs) Well, I was fucking being honest one day. They were like, why... (laughs) Right, yeah, all their fault, I'm sure. It was like, I had two days left on my internship, and then I was going to get hired as, like, an employee. And and I was also doing stand-up at the open mics at night, so I'd get off from the open mics at, like, midnight, and I had to be there at 3 a.m., and then one day, my good buddy Tushar was like, hey, fun idea, just stay awake. And then just go in to um, work straight from the open mic and hang out at my place. And I was like, great idea. And then we went to his place and he was like, have you ever tried marijuana? <laughs> I was like, I haven't. <laughs> you hadn't at that point? No. Whoa. And so then I tried that and then Smash cut to me waking up on his uh, bathroom floor at 7 a.m. to a bunch of missed calls. Mm-hmm. And then I went in the next day and I was raised under um, the idea that you should always tell the truth. So then they're like, where were you? And I was like, I had a crazy night. And they're like, cool story. You're fired. And I was like, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Great. Um, Well, I'll just go fuck myself then. And then I told the story to Marshall. And I was like, we'll just work here. He's like, you're perfect. They're like, oh, great. All right. Well, yeah, you kind of already work here. I guess we'll start paying you. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And then, yeah, just responsibility is built off of that. He's like, you can work here as long as you don't play guitar on stage anymore. And I was like, done. Yeah. Oh, my God. You used to do that a little bit? Yeah. And I wish you didn't know that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I thought I was Demetri Martin for a minute. So I'd like do traditional stand up and then I'd like do some some impressions and then I'd pull out the guitar, do a nice little 20 minute set at my college shows. And oh, boy, I'm glad there are no tapes of it. Just did a bunch of parodies or? No, I would do like one liners while playing guitar. I'd basically read my Twitter. Oh, okay. While playing three chords. The melody. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. 
Oh, we got to learn, though. You got to learn somewhere. You got to learn. Yep. We all did things early on. Yep. I used to have a mustache. I right? remember that. that. That's why I didn't book you for years. <laughs> <laughs> and now like, you I can have this mustache hanging around. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, I kind of miss the mustache. Like, if you grow your mustache back, I was like, grow it out. Grow. Mustaches are in. <laughs> <laughs> well, a big thing, I definitely want to get into the weeds a little bit on mm. even just getting booked at clubs, mm -hmm. festivals. And you mm -hmm. did touch because that's it's kind of a gray area with comedians. It's like it's a delicate balance between being, like you said, on top of mind, but like being the squeaky wheel. But also the squeaky wheel can also get replaced. Exactly. They can get the grease or replaced, exactly. which is a weird saying. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just be conscious of whether or not you're being annoying. Hmm. Yeah. So like maybe not a weekly email, maybe like yep. once a month. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and maybe not just every time you see someone just, hey, how's it going? Can I get some time? Yeah. It's probably not the movie either. That's what I do. Like, and I'm not, I'm no way equating my show to the Laughing Skull booking mm -hmm. process, but on my level, I can only imagine how elevated it is at your level. Yeah. But Usually the first thing someone says is a request. Exactly. Yeah. You'll see like, them out and they'll be like, yo, man, when can I go on your show? I was like, oh, good to see you yeah. for the first time in six months. Yeah. It's like, what? And a lot of times I'll like book someone for the first time. They're like, great. Thanks for booking. I need these six favors as well. It's like, what? Oh, this is even worth it now. What are we doing? Yeah. I, I interviewed the producer of 85 South show. Are you familiar with 85 yeah. South? Mm -hmm. And his big, his big takeaway, because, you know, they worked with like Steve Harvey and like Will yeah. Packer and, you know, like P. Diddy. And mm -hmm. he was talking about. Think of a way you can provide value to someone before you approach them with anything. Yeah. So what is in it for them before you're proposing any sort of idea to them? Yeah. Yeah. So remember that. Yeah. Because that's like someone with like 50 Instagram followers being like, let's collab. It's like, <laughs> I'm an influencer. Uh, um, no, thanks. When somebody is submitting a tape, and mm -hmm. since you've worked at Laughing Skull Fest, you literally watch like a thousand videos. Yeah, every year. So, what are some common mistakes? Start strong. Okay. That because whoever is watching that tape is also watching a thousand other tapes. Mm. So, stand out immediately. And a lot of times they're not seeing the end of the tape because they are watching a thousand of them. So, in a festival submission tape or like submission tape, start as strong as humanly possible. Open with your closer if mm. you can if that works for you. Um, but definitely start strong, get out who you are, kind of your personality, your feel, like what your standup is all about in that first minute, two minutes, and then hopefully they'll continue watching after that if you hooked them immediately. How important is the quality of the video? Not super. Huh. Um, it helps, definitely, but I've seen some 4K three-camera shoots of some horrible sets. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because I'm the one giving the set, and I'm like, why did I pay someone to record this? Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter too much. You, but definitely not a vertical cell phone video. Okay. What? There's so many festival submission tapes where like someone's holding a cell phone video and whoever's filming it is the one laughing. Oh, and it's like, <laughs> like moving. And you the... paid to submit this? Uh huh. Yeah, a lot of that. Also, a lot of people in their living room or garage to no audience. What? A surprising amount of that. What? Yeah, and I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like a shocking amount. And I will watch 100% of all of those. <laughs> Last year, one woman submitted one of those 20 minutes of her just in her bedroom. I think still in bed, which is like the camera in front of her. Just a full therapy session. Yo. It was mesmerizing. 
At one point, she put the phone in her mouth. <laughs> oh, you watched all of it? Watched the whole thing. Like, I loved is, it. It was my favorite show. day. I don't know why she didn't get in. <laughs> I showed her the rest of the team, and they were like, no, you watched this? <laughs> we watched like, they were saying, like, no. <laughs> what is the main reason people don't get in? There's a thousand other people submitting. <laughs> this is, at the end of the day, that's what it is. Which sucks, because a lot of times I was like, we were having to, like, not let our friends in. And, like, people were like, I know you're an amazing comic, but... So are these 59 other comics who are just, unfortunately, their tapes are a little bit better. Mm. There's a lot of that because, yeah, less than 1% gets in. So Ugh. so if, if it comes down to like a cell phone video versus like a 4K or 1088 video. Yeah, but if you're at the point where you are going to get into a festival of that size, you know better than to film on a cell phone. Okay. Um, or you should. There might be some crazy people out there. But odds are, if you've gotten to the point where you have a solid, amazing festival submission set, you know someone with a camera. <laughs> and it, it really comes down to, like we touched on with the email etiquette, professionalism. Mm. It's like, okay, would look at what you're sending. Like, if somebody emailed you this, would you book them? If somebody yeah. sent you this video, would you let them in your festival? Yeah. Yeah, or if you sent this video with no subject line. <laughs> oh, just the video. Just like the video. Book me. What? Right. Oh my god! <laughs> I've gotten some silly emails over the years. What's the silly? at one point uh, Ben Evans was talking about because he books the open mic, yeah, which is one level of crazier. Yeah, that's people trying it for the first time ever, right? And they <laughs> always try to be funny in the email. And he wanted to put like a coffee table book together of the craziest <laughs> shit he's gotten over the years, and it he'll forward me some of the crazy ones. A lot of people would just like let me bust out a selfie for you real quick. Yo. Like it asks nowhere in there for a picture. Yeah, <laughs> he gets so many pictures of people just like this. This is me. Like, thank you. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm friends with Ben, and even when I email him for open mic spots, I'm still like, "Hey, Ben, yeah. I had a blast last open mic. Mm -hmm. Whenever you think yeah, I'm, when I'm available, yeah, yeah." It's like even like I'm cool with these people, and I'm still like those mm. professional <laughs> habits. Yeah, and a lot of people will be like, "I never get on in the school open mic." It's like, "Well, have you sent an email?" No. This one step for yeah. a guaranteed spot. <laughs> It takes 30 seconds. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Look, I show up every week. Have you sent an email? Can't get around to it. You can drive here, pay to park, <laughs> walk in, wait an hour, click, 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 and you're, you're, you're guaranteed on. Yeah. You will be seen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whatever. And that's even, like, performing at The Laughing Skull, you do get seen. I've booked stuff yeah. with, like, Turner yeah. and Weather Channel. A lot of people have gotten a lot of work out of those. From just doing it From the mic open there. mics, yeah. From the open mic. Yeah, because people don't tell us when they're coming a lot of times. Yeah. Or they'll send us an email like, hey, I was at the show last night. Can I get a lineup? And we're like, oof. Mm. Wish you would have given us a heads up. But yeah, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people get a lot of work out of there. And the, the Laughing Skull Festival has almost become like an industry destination. Yeah, we it? had uh, like 25, 30 people last year from the industry. Uh -huh. A ton of people got a lot of work. Um, we had like four or five people do Up Next at Clusterfest for Comedy Central from, out of, from Skull Fest because they were seen at Skull Fest. A lot of people got late night sets out of Skull Fest. Yeah, a lot of people get club work out of Skull Fest because we have club bookers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of people get a lot of really good paying work. Out of Skull Fest. Oh, man, it must be nice. No, nah, it's fun. Um, <laughs> no, but um, anyway, let's uh, let's move on. <laughs> Free pizza. It's fun times. <laughs> so, what is the what is the buzz around Atlanta comedy right now mm -hmm. with the industry? How are they? Because we're in Atlanta, like yeah. we're amazing. But what is the reality? People are finally starting to give a shit about Atlanta. Okay, which is real nice. Um, 
yeah, industry is actually looking at Atlanta. And you can tell just by like the emails we're getting, just people like, hey, who's popping off right now? And uh, headliners, when they come and do shows in Atlanta, they're not bringing people anymore because they know they can rely on Atlanta openers. Huh. Like when someone plays at Tabernacle, like I'll just get my regular Atlanta person to do it for me, to mm-hmm. open, which is very cool. So comics are getting these great shows. And the industry is actually starting to look in Atlanta. Like, well, who's in Atlanta for this show? Maybe there's a host in Atlanta. And people are getting discovered out of here, too. Like, people move out, but they're known from Atlanta. Like, once they get to New York or L.A., it's because the industry's like, oh, yeah, I remember you from this thing. There's a lot of that. You're rubbing elbows with a lot of these people, too. Yeah. So what what, what are you hearing? I can't say, or the Illuminati will come get me. Ooh, you're that yeah. deep in. Yeah, yeah, deep in. We're cutting off goat heads. We're doing everything. <laughs> My room smells like lavender, only to hide what we're actually doing in there. A lot of seances. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> you started leaning back from the microphone. Like, uh, uh, yep. 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 Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, not just yep. the things you read on the internet. They're true. Oh, I guess I'll have to Google it. Google what's happening and be like, that's wow. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I just have a lot of faith. <laughs> I have a lot of faith in Atlanta comedy. Yeah, Atlanta's. We're the next thing. Yeah. But it does suck, though, that once someone in Atlanta gets, like, amazing, like, all right, off to L.A. It's like, oh, but, oh, no. Yeah. You were doing, all right, I guess. <laughs> but that's the next but step. But it makes sense. I get it. Yeah. But I'm not looking to move to then, like, start over. Like, I'll move yeah. when there's work. There's more money to be made in stand-up in Atlanta than I feel like anywhere right now. Hmm. Yeah just like steady work or even like being seen here can then lead to pay yeah work. and you can do the road easier from atlanta because you're not paying a billion dollars in rent every month to live in new york oh right and to do five shows for zero dollars mm-hmm. and then go on the road and fly somewhere to actually make your money you just live in atlanta and do that with the internet now you don't need to be seen by someone in an la back room i guess the front room they're not really doing back rooms too much anymore uh, that's industry speak. I don't industry know. speak. I've already said too much. I'm not it. You're already <laughs> dropping these buzzwords. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but yeah, I feel like the internet's kind of fucked up everything in a good way. Right. It's like, yeah, you can live in Atlanta and become a superstar. Like Mia Jackson lives in Atlanta. She's crushing it. Killing it. Clayton, he technically lives in LA, but we count him. <laughs> yeah, well, he won. Um, he won last, last comic, comic out of Atlanta. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll claim we'll it. We'll claim it. His we'll, background was Atlanta. Totally. His little subheader said Atlanta. So yeah, yeah we'll take it. When he was on the TV and all that, he was yeah. like rep- he had Atlanta in the backdrop yeah. and all that. Exactly. What is the industry looking for? Like, what can comedians, <clears throat> what kind of habits can they have? Or I don't even know, like, just all these industry you've talked to, what mm. are they looking for? One thing that was kind of reiterated during the Laughing Skull Festival was they're looking for people who can, you can put in a meeting, who have ideas, mm. not necessarily just out of stand-up, but who can, you can sit down in a general meeting and they're not going to embarrass you. Like, they can hold their own, they can talk, they can be personable, but also, at the end of the day, raw talent is a huge thing. Uh, but whether or not you're easy and pleasant to work with. Hmm. That's a big thing. That's a big part of it. So whether or not this person is an asshole. <laughs> kind of like even just getting booked at a club. It's like, is this someone I'd want to work with? Is this someone I'd want to work with? Because at the end of the day, everyone's funny or can be. But do you want to work with this person? Can you work with this person? Or will they screw it all up? <laughs> and it seems like just being a stand-up isn't enough. Yeah, I feel like you have to do at least two things now. So like, At least if you want to live inside. Inside, like like a, indoors, like have not like in a car, not in a car <laughs> or a van <laughs> or a van. Which <laughs> did you live in a van? 
for a few days. Oh, <laughs> but then okay. I was like, fuck this. And then I just went back into my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is stupid. This is a bad idea. It's hot out here. <laughs> I'm just parked in my driveway. It's still in front in of my apartment. If you can get it started, it's all yours. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I saw the, the pictures of it. Yeah, I got a, had to get a tow for like the last 40 miles of the trip. Uh, by a cartoon character of a man. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, fuck vans. <laughs> I was trying to get into van life, and that's not, nope. Yeah, like, Have fun with that hashtag, you guys out there. It's not for me. Yeah, I interviewed Dave Stone about him, he, him mm-hmm. living in and a van. And my van was so much nicer than Dave's. Yeah. <laughs> I had, like, a nice van. I was like, still, this is terrible. Like, nah. It's so hot in there. Ugh, no showers. If you have to take a dump, you got to plan it out at least two hours in advance. Bruh. It's, you can't be eating the Elvis from Vortex. No. You gotta be Oof, planning. No. And no one's happy to see someone sleeping in a van. Like, oh, fun surprise. <laughs> They're like, oh, there's a homeless person in my driveway. Yeah, I'm not about it. <laughs> How'd that affect the dating life? Well, it was only a few days, so uh, okay. business as usual. So, <laughs> 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 so when we mentioned comedians doing more than one thing, what are some other things they could do besides just stand up? Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out right now. Um, no. You could run a comedy festival. You could do that. You could uh, work at a comedy club. Mm. Or you can uh, make a movie or some other stuff. There's a bunch of stuff you can do. Yeah, write a pilot. Write a pilot. Write a musical. Um, be really good at golf. Okay. Um, have famous friends with a bunch of money. That helps. Connections, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, just got to do two things. Yeah. So what are you looking at? Are you wanting to pursue, like, the, is the stage the long-term mm. goal? Or are you looking to be more of like a, like a mover and shaker behind the scenes? The invisible hand, if you will. I'd rather be on stage. Okay. But I know how to do the behind the scenes sort of thing. But I prefer on stage. Like, when I'm happiest is when I'm, like, in the middle of a set. Yeah. And it's going well. It's like, oh, yeah, this is why I do this. Yeah. This is why I put up with all that other bullshit. It's so nice. This is why I spent six months putting together a festival so I can get sneak in this five on the big show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's why we're all here. Yeah, that, that's why we're here right now is because yeah. you're like, I, I have to plan this festival. I, I didn't it. even realize when I asked you about doing this interview, I didn't even realize you were like, you were the festival. Yeah. I didn't realize you were like the, the organizer. And yeah. Everything. I book all the, the venues, do all the, the marketing for it, do all the comics schedules, um, staff, everything. I'm like the, the head focus main. If you have a question, you come to me sort of guy. So you're, you're almost, you're like the organizer. Yeah. Are you organized? Director of operations, I think is the title we landed on, but oh. I'm the organizer. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. You it's ha- you it's a- six months of my life. I wake up, I do that. Mm-hmm. I go to sleep. I wake up, I continue working on the festival. Wow. And then the festival's over and then I get to just screw around at music festivals for a summer. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and like some timbers like, all right, back to the festival. <laughs> Yo. What yeah. are, are you organized in your material? Do you have like a system? With keeping up with your material and developing it? Kind of just the note section in my phone. Okay. I'll just, if I have an idea or I say something in conversation that gets a laugh, I think about how to present that with no context. I'll just put it down in my notes section and then I'll try it at whatever open mic I'm at next. Oh, so that's kind of how you write is you write in conversation. I write conversationally and I'm like, oh, there's something there. Like I rarely sit down and like start typing. Even though I will sometimes after I say in conversation, I'll start typing and be like, oh, I can add this or take away this. But mostly it's conversationally. I write. Take note of how you're funny in real life. Yes. And take that to the stage. Yeah. Because I feel like that's when you're funniest as a stand-up, when you're presenting your truest self. Yeah. And I feel like I'm like that when I'm talking with my friends or just riffing, having fun. 
Yeah, you mentioned because you did you did my my live podcast I do now my yes. show and I'll interview comedians after they perform and you mentioned you'll start with the punchline and work backwards. Yeah, like I'll say something in conversation I'm like oh that's funny that line that's a good line and I'll figure well how can I say that but not being an hour deep into this conversation so then uh-huh. I'll start with that funny part and I'll be like well if I present it this way then it's like a nice standalone joke and you'll actually type it out. Yeah, I'll type it out. Um, yeah, I like to type it out word for word. Because okay. I like for every syllable to be like on purpose. Yeah. Guy, yeah. hey, when comics like flop around for a minute and then great punchline. It's like we didn't need any of that. Like Ninety <laughs> seconds of. Or they'll do like filler. a survey <laughs> and to like get the audience's opinion. Be like, and here's my punchline about it. It's like we just needed the punchline. <laughs> but I, I have found when I'm working on a when I'm working on new material mm. is I when it's very like oh I'm talking about like a week or two old like mm-hmm. I almost tiptoe into it where I am like kind of asking questions hey, yeah you like hey you guys this? so uh you ever heard about uh yeah yeah like because I've been I've been doing this, this who here likes jokes about y'all yeah, on Facebook uh about vegetables I've been talking about and <laughs> who was, eats vegetables about, yeah I'd be like who eats vegetables and I'll go into veggie everyone eats vegetables who's heard <laughs> of veggie tail like every me setting up a joke mm-hmm. I have to like ask about it first yeah but that's which that's sometimes a habit I need to break. invites the audience to start yelling shit at exactly. you. Exactly. Which sometimes you can just get in. I just go and it's a Friday late show, and someone starts doing like, no, 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 don't invite them to talk. Yeah, it's a mistake. <laughs> yeah, it's a mistake. But I have noticed that habit when it's very new, like the yeah. first four to seven times I'm doing the joke, mm-hmm. I am kind of like, hey, is easing who's into it. Heard of, but hmm. you know, I'll the joke will over a week or so, it'll go from three minutes to like three lines. Yeah. Sometimes what I'll do on a new joke is I'll focus so much on the words of it. And then, but there's also like feeling to it. Like you have to like do emphasis on this line uh-huh. and I'll do like the feeling on the wrong word. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh that's why that didn't work. Oh, I just fucked that up. <laughs> totally. I'm like, it's weird how we said the word it on that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? Oh, that was But you should understand like the audience doesn't know you made a mistake unless yeah, and you like, address it. That was a weird face he made. Exactly. Or it'd be like, I do this all the time. I'm like, I, you're right. I do need to work on that. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, what? No. I thought you were just, just talking about spiders. You're just listening. <laughs> yeah. But you can get that like, self doubt. Yeah. They're like, you should know I feel bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's what I mean. Every comedian, we all have, we all got to iron them out. Yeah. But you get to work with some of the best comedy, like, yeah, for lack of a better term, ever. Like some of the best to ever do it. You've gotten to work yeah. with. What have you learned, or any specific tips, or just watching? Yeah, them? just from watching them. Because also, I'm running a lot of the shows, so I'll be sitting in the sound booth, just watching the same comic do six sets. Yeah, I love that. And just see how it's different every time. So you yeah, kind of watch them that. pick up on how they treat the art, and then uh-huh. you kind of see how they do it. And then you, a lot of them, you get to talk to them afterwards about it. And it's very interesting to see how different comics look at comedy and everyone's opinion is different and i feel like mine over the past six years has kind of sh- been shaped by all these different things from different comics saying like yeah. one of the biggest things with bobcat goldthwaite said you should do something on stage that makes you nervous every time like something new something like we're gonna see like yeah. you should say we're gonna see every time before you go on for something even if it's the smallest line something just like i don't know that's great yeah any others stick out to you um there's so many uh that is as you're as you're contemplating mm-hmm. that is something that kind of it it keeps you alive because i have worked with some headliners where like a, a david tell or something mm-hmm. where they may have 
this joke and then three tags and then the next show same joke but with three different tags yeah mark norman does that a lot too it's just like the smallest little thing smallest little shift Mm -hmm. because sometimes if you try to do sometimes you'll be like i'm gonna do five new jokes it's like Mm -hmm. no you have five minutes do maybe jokes you know work but Mm. even if it's like that nervousness even if it's just throwing in this one new tag or saying it different yeah saying it different just it's a small incremental growth yeah so don't try to do i because if i try to do all new then (laughs) you're just flustered and if the first thing doesn't work then you're scrambling and then you're doing (laughs) jokes that are eight years old (laughs) is that weird and someone's like you know i'm trying this all new five is like it is the weekend (laughs) 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 these tickets for 25 (laughs) dollars Someone got a babysitter to watch you uh-huh. try some shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Be professional. Like, Come on now. No one paid for parking to see. <laughs> yeah, you got to take yeah. it all into account. Yeah. Like when you're when you're at a show, not only think about how you got there, why you're there. Think about the yeah. audience. Yeah, know what, your audience. What time is it? What day is it? Exactly. Where are they coming from? What is the environment? No one's paid $200 for a night on the town to hear a 21-year-old fix the economy. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I hope I hear about tonight? <laughs> yeah, dude. I, and that's something I had to iron out. And I worked mm-hmm. with Roy Albanese, mm-hmm. who was um, the produ- executive producer of Daily Show for like yeah, 10 yeah. years. Have you seen his uh, Colbert um, set? Is it a recent one? No. It's fun. Check I it out. I knew he taped it. I didn't know it was out yet. Oh, is it not good? That's good. Oh, your face. No, can we edit this out? We're on video, <laughs> No, it's great. But that's the weird thing also about TV sets. Some people, they can do an hour, but five minutes. It's like a completely different, it's a different discipline. To yeah. To pack in five minutes versus you've been Would people use, for use, 10 years. Please use the example, Bill Cosby, it wasn't good in five minutes. Oh. But now we have to find a new example. Oh, snap. So, who is not great in five minutes? I can't. Big J, or no, Big J's good in five minutes. Joey Diaz. Mm. He can't do the Tonight Show. Yeah. <laughs> he can't do five minutes clean. You're like, that was awful. Mm-hmm. But if you give him an hour to do whatever he wants, it's going to be uproarious. Do you, do you care if a comedian is clean or not? I don't give a shit. You don't think? <laughs> okay. It's I'm all. dirty. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, no. And in order to get into the laughing school, you have to walk by a three-foot dick. That's true. So yeah, it's all the audience knows what they're getting into. They true. walk by posters of women holding guns and no shirts on. They're not going to be by like, he said a potty word. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. motherfucker. It's no, what? <laughs> oh, but the thing that I learned from working with Rory was just being self-aware. Hmm. And I'm like this baby faced, blonde haired, blue eyed kid hmm. trying to tell this group at the punchline, like these like retire, like the, this older people with families and I'm telling them And about, they don't give a shit. <laughs> no, he's like, just remember what you look like. And even saying it differently, don't mm-hmm. say it knowingly or mm-hmm. like whatever. You could say it more like sarcastically or mm-hmm. I don't really know, this is some <laughs> side idea, not like this is how it is. Yeah. Yeah, they don't want that. Yeah, so they're, they're there to have fun. They're, most people are on a date. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, I feel like we've been on a date, man. This is great. This was nice. I should have brought snacks. No, this is great. Because people like it when you chew into a microphone. (laughs) (laughs) So, before we do wrap this up, Mm -hmm. I did post on um, our Instagram, at Hot Breath Pod, and on our uh, Facebook. Mm -hmm. It's all at Hot Breath Pod. And I asked people what they... um, Do we have any live questions? What questions they wanted to hear. There's people commenting. Are there? I think so. I don't know, man. I know. This is people tuning in and then immediately out. That's probably what that is. It's probably just names. Yeah. Um, but the one question we um, we got 
because I said I, I posted it for people to respond. A mm. person responded. Mm. So um, it was from Yoshi Sadiq. Yeah. I'm familiar with Yoshi. Mm-hmm. He's done the Laughing Skull. His question was about the difference between an open mic comedian mm-hmm. and a comedian that is getting booked at clubs. That's hard to um, describe. Basically, just whether, like, definitionally, is that a word? Just like by definition, just whether or not they're getting paid and booked on shows. And the way you go about doing that is, I don't know, it's like saying, how do you get famous? I said, well, there's no one way. Um, It's just by consistently doing well on shows uh, and then getting the attention of bookers in a way like, oh, this person's undeniably good. Mm. I would like to pay them money to come return on a Saturday because I feel like that crowd would also enjoy what is happening right now. Well, the verbatim, mm-hmm. his question was, what do you see as the most successful trait that a comic has to have to be a good club comic versus a good open micer? If they can consistently make a paying audience laugh. Okay. Just, just that. If they can consistently... If I can put them on a show and not worry about... This might be eight minutes of silence out there. Uh-huh. So maybe not even... <clears throat> and maybe cl- not even eight minutes of silence. Just maybe, is this person going to be as good as the other people on this show? Mm-hmm. Or if I were to put them on this show, would they, in a short amount of time, be able to figure out how to be on that level? Like, are they ready to like jump up to that next step? Because it's one thing, you can only make a first impression once. So you mm. want to make sure you're ready that you don't get on the showcase and then you bomb. Yeah, you because that, that happens not all the time, but a good bit. Yeah, so be ready. It's like, oh, turns out they weren't ready. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, I always ask comedians this, what is like your worst bombing story or boot Fucking... getting booed <laughs> on stage? So in 2015, yeah, <sighs> I guess I sweaty thinking about it. Yes. Bob Place and myself were hired, and Marshall and Ben, but they were both like, eh, we're we're out, Um, to do this thing called the Gorilla Ball. What? Which was, it's no longer a thing, we killed it. (laughs) (laughs) Which used to be a years-long tradition where all the journalists, news media, newspapers, uh, channels, radio stations would come in, hey, this is on the the internet, um, would come and do like an annual ball and <laughs> I'm sorry I'm filming this while so he's distracting. telling and I grew up around camera so when one comes on I have to stare at it and address it um, so there was an annual thing and they'd have either jazz bands play or like a little play or something mm-hmm. and they thought you know what this year we're going to mix it up and the theme was all new and taboo we're going to hire the Laughing Skull crew to roast the news channels <sighs> And we were under the impression, no holds bar. Imagine this is Comedy Central, but too dirty. And we're like, great, that's what we do. So we prepared (laughs) 10 minutes of roast jokes, which uh, once Marshall went up there and read all the roast jokes, the first one got a little chuckle. The second one got a gasp. And then people got progressively angrier. (laughs) (laughs) Like they were furious Uh because I guess they didn't, 
read the article, the event invite that's like, hey, this is like an R-rated thing. They were getting like mad that we were just making fun of them to their faces. And there wasn't like a dais. We were just reading these jokes to their faces, (laughs) which looking back, I realized I get it. Um, (laughs) So after 10 minutes of just making fun of these people, getting them all riled up, Mark goes, all right, now here's some stand up from Andrew George. (gasps) And I'm like three years into stand up at this point, like actually doing stand up. So I'm not good. I go out and eat two dump trucks worth of dicks. <laughs> it is terrible. Like the only laugh I get is I stop to address how sweaty I am and be like, you are sweaty. You're doing bad. <laughs> so then I do 10 or so minutes and I get off stage and then um, Bob's up next. I'm like, go up there. And Bob's like, I got this. This is fine. Bob goes out there. Two more dump trucks of dicks. Mm. Just even worse because when Bob starts bombing he gets aggressive and he starts like bombing at you oh yeah (laughs) he digs in at one point (laughs) someone yelled from the audience can't you do any better and he was like no fuck you oh my god starts screaming at them he ends his set by saying fuck you all you can all suck my dick yo and then he gets off stage and the second half of the show so this is like a a half hour at this point in the game oh my god second half of the show was we hired this like live game show company to come and like play Jeopardy with everyone, which is the most G-rated Disney Channel thing ever. They invite people out of the audience. So the host of that show goes up and he goes, keep going for the laughing school. They tried. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all we hear. So then I look at Bob, I'm like, we got to go. So we go out of the back, we get in our cars before the show's even over. And as we're leaving, we hear the woman who like hired us talking to some guy and she's just like, well, I have to leave town. (laughs) And we're like, Ugh. so like we get in the car and just leave. And uh, the grill ball, that was the last one. You guys, <laughs> they're just like, it. you know what? I just, I don't think we should get together anymore. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that first impression, right? And the, the rebook, we we killed it. And looking back on it, I know we would approach it way differently. We would invite a dais of people. We'd write some jokes for them. We would have done clean stand up. I would have hired someone else to do the stand up. Uh huh. <laughs> that wasn't a gig for me. Um, three years in. Uh, three years in. Pff, I was getting heckled on Twitter by a anchor from Telemundo. <laughs> what? Of how much fun she wasn't having. How many people were there? Like 200. Yo. It was in the ballroom. Oh my God. I was wearing a blazer. <laughs> <laughs> three years in. Three years in. Welcome to comedy. Just uh, taking sledgehammers to the face. It was terrible in there. That's how you know you love it. Yeah. And then I was like, well, what show's next? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Open mic now. Yep. Yeah. And hindsight. Shouldn't have said yes to that one. <laughs> it was, now we know. It's a good experience. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, because anytime after a show, I'm like, woof, at least it wasn't the gorilla ball. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good show. <laughs> no one threw anything at me. Seriously. No one actively wants me dead. I think we like left a projector there because like it's yours. Like, whatever. I'm not going back in that building. <laughs> it was a paid gig though, right? I don't even remember at this point in the game. If, uh, if they paid us in advance, yes. If it was a we'll get the check, gonna, no. That's what I was going to say, because sometimes you want to you make sure you get the check ahead of time. Hey, uh, how, are we pay, how are we getting paid for this one? Um, it's like a Venmo thing? So you guys have Venmo? What, what is it? Is it? I have PayPal. <sighs> that's the most awkward. That was, yeah, the worst bomb ever. And I can't even think of my second worst bomb. Because that. Because that one just takes up all my brain space of how hard I bombed. Gorilla ball. Gorilla ball. And they called it that because it used to be in the gorilla, like, the little enclosure where you look at the gorillas in the zoo. It was that fancy of an event. They rented oh. out the zoo in years previous. And they're like, nope, this year, ballroom, hilarious comedy, 
fun fun times getting jabs poked at us. Nope, you're going to be mean. Okay. Oh, you're, oh, you're fired. <laughs> yeah. And the ball is over. Yep. I can't say some of the jokes because you can't lie with the dead. So, you know what? I'm not going <laughs> to... <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that, man. Yeah, that was fun. We're nowhere without our failures. No. I'm terrified of what what words I said is gonna, are going to be cut up for the meme next to my face because I know in all the hot and breaths this? is like <laughs> a quarter of them like oh what's mine going to be because I don't think I said anything substantial this whole hour what <laughs> yeah I'm Dude, scared of what my quote's going to be that's what's so funny about this is even after like doing this for as long as I have people always come into this they're like I don't have anything to say man mm. I don't have anything and then they always drop knowledge mm-hmm. you're the first you're one of the first to at the end be like I, I don't think I got anything, anything in there. You dropped so much sauce, dude. <laughs> Did I drop some sauce? Yeah, about. Are we saying that now? <laughs> drop sauce. Ooh, I don't hate that. In that, in that oh saucy? no, that sounds dirty. Sauce. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, it's all about learning, mm-hmm. and I think whether you're a comedian, you just learned. Okay, what kind of submission tape should I send? Yeah. Or what's it like getting into a festival? How can I get booked at a club? Or if mm-hmm. you're a comedy fan, you just learned like. The behind the scenes of like, okay, so if I go to a weekend show, these comedians had to earn their way there. Yeah, everyone is there on purpose. Yeah, we learned a lot in this episode, man. Or it caught me at a time when I was checking my email drunk. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, a lot <laughs> of it can be timing. It's a, yeah, a real formula. Yeah, sometimes I literally will look at an email and then just, oh, I'll get to that later. And other times I'm like, oh, let me go ahead and knock that out really quick. Dude, I have this iWatch, so a lot of times I get a text and I'll just like brush it off real quick and be like, I'll remember they texted me. But it removes the notification from my phone. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, ooh, it's been a month and a half. Like, oh, they probably think I hate them now. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> well, thanks for doing this, man. This is fun. This is so much I'm sweatier fun. than I normally am. You, you, I mean, you. There's a lot of heat in here. It's hot of, breath. Ooh, I get it now. That's why we got that Fontis water. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Fontis. Shout out to Fontis, making it happen. Mm-hmm. So before we get out of here, is yeah. there anything else you want the world to know? Uh, yeah, come to my uh, comedy game show every other Thursday at the Laughing Skull Lounge. Yeah. It's called Comedy Clubhouse. Uh, me and Bob Place host it. Uh, comedians get five minutes to do uh, material. Mandatory crowd work and then a topic from our spinning wheel of wackiness. Uh, we're trying to figure out a name for it. Um, also, if you live in Los Angeles, I'll be there for July and I'd love to do your weird show. And that's about it. Yeehaw. And where can they, like, your website and all that? Andrew George has a website.com. Nice. You can get all your tickets and stalk me there. And that's about it. Uh, Andrew.George on Instagram. I don't check Twitter. And don't find me on Facebook. And don't email him. Don't email me. Don't at me, bro. (laughs) All right. Andrew George, thanks for being on Hot Breath, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hot Breath. Well, all righty, Hot breath averse. There you have it. I hope you learned as much as I did in this interview. I got to say, my most notable tip was about the overall professionalism. When you're approaching these clubs, take it seriously. It's kind of like dressing for the job you want. Email for the job you want. Don't just say, yo, what's up? Send a video that's professional. Would you book yourself on that iPhone 6 vertical video that your friend used to film you while laughing at your terrible jokes? No. Take it seriously. Get funny first and then start reaching out to these clubs about getting booked. Have a product worth paying for. That's my two cents on that. It took me probably seven years in comedy before I was like, you know what? It's time to start reaching out more, branding myself, really trying to get out there and start getting paid consistently for this. So I know you want the quick time hack, but especially in comedy, 
quality is the X factor. So it can be easy to try to microwave your success on the internet, but I promise for long-term success and longevity in this business, get funny first. That is my two cents with this. I would really love and to learn from you and what you found to be most insightful in this interview. Andrew shared so many gems that I think, I hope you took notes, listen back on it, take notes, go to our Instagram at hot breath pod. I post daily clips of these that are my favorite quotes and takeaways from this. And Andrew mentioned the memes. Wonder what his meme is going to be. Follow us at hot breath pod on Instagram and see what the memes are going to be. They're always insightful. There's over 135 other hot breath episodes for you to check out in our catalog, but that is it. Thank you for listening. We're on all the social media. Joel Byers Comedy is my website.com. <laughs> yeah, website.com. That's my website. JoelByersComedy.com. There's my schedule on there. I'm teaching a podcast class on July 14th. Podcasting is booming right now. I get asked questions daily about whether it's my setup. How do you get on iTunes? How, who does your artwork? What is, what's the audio situation? All of that I will answer I've been doing this almost three years, and I'm doing a three-hour session on July 14th. You can go to my website to reserve your spot to have all your podcast questions answered. And also, shout out to my engineer, Amon Garner. Are you going to be there, Amon? I'm going to try to make it. My man. We're going to go in-depth on the engineering side of this. It's all a crash course in podcasting. So shout out to Amon Garner. He has this dope studio space set up. We're, we're telecasting this podcast now we are growing so quickly just from the listenership because you're sharing to even just the overall quality controls so surround yourself with like-minded people and you will get incredible results so check us out on youtube we're on youtube now as well but amon garner has been the engineer since way back when since we started this way back yonder and now we're doing video together it's really cool so if you want to get a insight into how you can start working with him or see if you can get some studio time here. He has a studio set up. Hit him up on Facebook, Amon Garner, A-M-O-N-G-A-R-N-E-R on Facebook. He's the man with the plan. And of course, I have to thank my wife, Erin Byers, for making the theme song and of course, for making me. So let's get, she didn't make me. She makes me the man I am. She's my motivation. She's my heart. She's my soul. Thanks for listening all the way through this. So anyway, you heard in the interview, I referenced my new live podcast every Wednesday at Java Monkey Indicator. I do the Funny Monkey Radio Hour. It's a live podcast where a comedian performs and then I interview them about their set and then a comedian will perform and I interview them about their set. It's a one of a kind format. It's super fun. It's free and it's in for a good time. So come on out to Java Monkey every Wednesday, 8 p.m. You won't regret it, I promise. So... Woo. All that being said, I need a sip of Fontas. This is good stuff. So let's get out of here. We're here every Monday, 8 a.m. I'm dropping new episodes. So let's keep up. Subscribe on iTunes to keep up with all the content dropping. And until next Monday, right here on Hot Breath. <sighs> <sighs> <sighs>